in five, four, three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Unplugged Podcast. I am your host, Randy Osei, and today we are with the Canadian Olympian pole vaulter, five-time All-American and winner of the Canadian Track and Field Championships, four years running, also an attendee for the to the first ever Athlete Technology Summit, Miss Alicia Newman. Alicia, how are you? I'm doing well, Randy. Thank you so much for thinking about me and having me on here. I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't be a you know an athlete tech event or or touch point without you. You know you were at our first one. Um, yes. You know, great insight. Um, tell our viewers how you enjoyed that event over a year ago yeah I mean first of all the environment and the people that were in the actual restaurant was incredible it was a positive energy of everybody wanted to succeed and everybody wanted to use technology to make the next step forward um if I'm not wrong it was a CBD company really coming in to helping athletes and I think that that was very inspiring to see that we are trying to make the next steps and athletes want to use technology and their brand to help as many people as possible. And that's what you guys are doing. Absolutely, absolutely. For those, for those that don't know, Alicia attended our mixer the, the night before the summit and where, uh, which was hosted by Al Harrington and his CBD company. And then yes. she attended the actual summit the next day. Mm -hmm. uh, speakers connected with some startup companies and uh, is continuing to build a beautiful brand for herself. Now, I, I know you were recently on vacation. How was Mexico? Uh, <laughs> great social media. Yeah. Um, it was amazing. It was one of those situations that I really had taken since March time off to really train as hard as I can. It was the most training I've done probably in the last six years, because usually season starts in January and you go all the way to August. So you're not training constantly the entire time. So I would say that that this past year was the most growth and on the track that I've had to really tune into my training and really push the limits of like what was too much and what was too little. Um, it was definitely a situation that was like, once it was done, I was like, let me leave, let me get out of here. Um, and of course the States is not the safest place to go right now. And I'm obviously a Miami hurricane. So I usually go and spend a lot of time down there to see my friends friends and family, but I decided, why don't we go somewhere I haven't been in? It's a little bit safer, like Canada and, and Mexico was on the same level plane as Canada. So I felt very safe. I never felt endangered. Um, and it was, it was really, really, really beautiful and relaxing. And on top of that, I got to have a good time with the companies there and the tourism board and they helped me out and showed me around Mexico. <laughs> beautiful and it's important self-care self-care mm -hmm. and we'll, we'll we'll jump into that a, a little bit later yeah. um you talk about training um you know mm -hmm. pole vaulting that's something i've never tried but what is what does your training look like like what are what are muscle groups that you focus on mm -hmm. what are you know is it is it more fast twitch muscles is it you know developing bigger muscles are we focusing on our shoulder mm -hmm. our quads what what mm -hmm. muscles do you focus on yeah, so for pole vault, it's truly head to toe. Um, 
almost more brain, almost more mental power than physical, but it's definitely a power explosion and fast twitch event. Um, it is something that you could be in the best shape possible. You can be a lean machine um, and you could be ready to go, but X factors could come in, whether that's win, um, environmental stuff, poles not showing up, um, just little things to throw you off your game. And that's what makes pole vault very, very unique. You gotta be on your A game at all times to be the best of the best. Um, and my, my normal training is kind of like a little bit of a, I would say like a sprinter and then a little bit of a, like any jumper. Um, so it's very much plyometrics, a lot of weight room stuff about three times a week and technical three times a week. And then we're sprinting or we're doing endurance workouts um, the rest of the week. So four times a week there. So we're really having two days of practices sometimes. <laughs> and then we're going into um, whether that's recovery stuff. So treatment, massages, I don't do sports psych, I do hypnotists. So <laughs> I'm one of those crazy athletes that right. tries something different. Um, and then anything for visualizing and film and rewatching as much as possible. That's kind of the Monday through Friday. And then Saturday, Sunday is recovery day. We're big on um, 48 hour recovery. So my coaches will make me do all my treatment on the weekend. Wow. So mm -hmm. essentially what you're saying is you have yeah. big cap. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. What you got all of that? That's what you got. Yeah, calves are, are absolutely amazing. <laughs> now, how did COVID affect your training? Yeah. You know, what adjustments did you have to make to, you know, be better than you were the day before? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think what the first thing when COVID happened was one, let's find a facility. Let's find somewhere where we have our own rules, where we feel protected and where we can still get our training in. So my coach and I uh, went up to Caledon. There's a lot of like factories up there and we rented out a warehouse um, and we set up a raised pole vault runway. We set up a little bit of weight room stuff in there and we were able to train through the whole COVID because it was just him and I um, going from there back to the track or back home to the track. So it was really, really nice. Not much change for me as in like stopping, but my goals changed. So it was, what are we going to use this year to get better at? And that was my mental. So going to treatments of hypnotist that is like a huge thing I'm a big believer in the mind is a very very powerful thing and it matches what your body's going to do so I learned the most how to be so mentally tough this year and it's really hard to shake me now so I'm pretty stoked about it it's something that now I use off the track too as a person and in my everyday life in my mental happiness um, and it's something that I never really understood it was such a big deal to perform or to be the best version of yourself. And um, I love the fact that we talk about mental health and fixing that and trying to like grasp onto it because it is important. And if you can control your thoughts and enjoy what you're thinking about and enjoy your life and change it into positivity, you're going to attract what you put out and so that was our biggest goal this year and of course getting faster and stronger and gripping on bigger poles but that comes with training and obviously being up here being mentally tough absolutely no yeah i think you hit right in the head um you know Kobe talks about it all the time and yes. having the right mindset 
right? Mamba, you can mamba mentality. Mamba mentality. <laughs> It's, 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 it's not just about sports. It's being able to focus and, and lock in, understand, you know, um, you need to really fill your, your mental space with as much energy and education and knowledge, the same way you do bicep curls or or calf raises. Mm -hmm. Um, If this isn't all the way there, these other parts that listen to this Mm -hmm. won't work as well. So I uh, love the fact that you, you, you've taken that step. And I've never actually heard of people actually going to hypnotists to work on the mental. When we get offline, I'm going to have some questions for you. About. Yeah, no, for sure. I think that'd be a whole separate podcast, but <laughs> it is quite interesting. And you got to be very vulnerable and you got to believe in yourself and believe in those thoughts and, you know, the voices in your head. It's pretty powerful, actually. <laughs> How long is the session? Um, usually it's about an hour, but of course, the first couple times you have to really learn about your subconscious part of your brain. So you're bringing out anything that you've suppressed, negative, anything that as a person hurts you, um, anything that's happened to you since you were a child could be in a little thing. Um, and they really try to take that out. And that's when you're actually asleep on the chair. Um, and you're trying to like grasp everything that's bothered you from the day you've born till now and that took me about I would say about four weeks to just figure that out two to a week two hours and then now I'm I'm once every two weeks um and sometimes I actually do them on the phone so I'm, I'm a lot better at it now but it definitely was like training it was like really going in and being in tuned in those two hours phone was away everything was shut off you're really zoned in into what your brain and the the signs and the chemicals are going on in your in your brain and learning how to like accept and reject or accept and use um it was really really cool but always accept and that was like what i got out of it listening and accepting whether it's negative or not and then learning how to control how you're going to use the negativity or positivity in your everyday life. It was pretty intense. So that is insane. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> crazy. I know. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. It's, it, it's okay. It sounds a little crazy, but it's only, it only sounds a little crazy because you've simplified it so much. Yes. Right? Yes. It's when you're you in there and the things I was saying, I just hope no one gets a hold of those tapes. <laughs> That is the crazy NDA. part because I lived sign through it, right? Yeah, no, <laughs> please sign the NDA. Uh, right. Trouble. No, that that is that is some powerful, powerful stuff. And we're gonna jump into you know wellness and, and what it means to you in a little bit. But now that you know you 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 shared that you're in the best shape ever mentally, you're in the best shape ever mm-hmm. as well. Um, you know, we we missed out on Tokyo this yeah. year. And uh, knowing that you're, you're quite the dominant force uh, when it comes to Canada and you were really excited to represent us at the Olympics, how was it hearing the news about Tokyo and it changing to 2021? Um, so, I mean, at that time, I don't know if like everyone saw Canada pulled out without even asking any athletes. And so yeah. I think that that was the biggest shock to people. It wasn't it wasn't so like, I kind of knew there was going to be, it was going to be hard times going to the Olympic games, but what made me upset was I didn't even have a decision of risking my safety, my health going. And if I wanted to do that, because I mean, I train 
this is my job. This is what I do day in and day out. And my job is to represent Canada in the best way as possible. And when someone took that away from, from me without asking, I didn't like that at all. So I think that was an eye-opening right there. But again, I believe that you can never be too prepared in any situation. And I believe experience and failure makes you grow. And I needed this year to go through um, personal things that I was going through with past relationships and dealing with my inner, you could call them inner demons or inner self-doubts that I needed to step aside and almost take those steps back to then take those steps forward. Um, and so originally it was hard, but at the same time, I think I was, how do you say, I was blocking out mm -hmm. a lot of my negative stuff to get me through the Olympics where now I've dealt with that negative stuff. So now I'm like an empty can, like I'm ready to go. There's nothing but positivity going forward now. And so I think everything happens for a reason. And that was, might've been my reason too, right? Absolutely. Watch out the rest of the world. Alicia <laughs> Loom. Oh, oh my God. Mentally, uh, I'm so I'm ready. <laughs> so you're saying if the game started next week, you'd be ready? Yeah, 100%. And I think that that's, that's something, um, a lot of people was like, no, we didn't mental prep, but it's body mechanics, it's muscle memory, it's um, all up here. It's very much changing your thought process on being ready and adapting and overcoming it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, they say, you know, what you think about is what you create, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Very, very important to, mm -hmm. to manage your thoughts. Um, wow. This is a, there's a book that I've, that I'm not done yet, but I've been reading it for a while. I'm taking my time. It's called Deep Work. Okay. And it's all about. Write that down. Deep Work. Deep Work. It's all about being able to focus and what that looks like so for an example um from from that book they talk about how um we live in a world of distraction everything is jumping at us so on and so forth um those that do well do well because they're able to think effectively and efficiently for long periods of time right, right. so for example i'm an entrepreneur right yes. On a document, and I get an email, and it pops up. My focus is now broken. Now I have to go and refocus and go deal with this email. Then I got to come back and refocus. Mm -hmm. Finding ways to have longer periods of focus yeah. allows you to create better and be more productive. Um, so I'll send you a picture of that book. I absolutely yeah, seriously, I wrote it down. I love stuff like that, and I believe. Really um, even like going deeper on that is learning when you do get a distraction or you do to being able to like put that in the subconscious part to deal with later and a way to control that is what goes deeper. And that's what I was learning in this hypnotist, hypnotist stuff is like really nothing. No, like there was no extra. It was like everything was around me, but I'll deal with it when I'm ready to grab it. When you're Absolutely. And we live in a day and age where we think things are on demand, but we're actually not in control, right? Our, our phones, our devices, whatever mm -hmm. pops up, whatever ads, you know, whatever mm -hmm. comes up, it, we're not really in control. So 
No, finding ways to control our thoughts and manage them are going to be crucial for all entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. all athletes, anyone that's looking to do something different. Yeah. Being able to manage your thoughts is super, super important. Now, how do you prepare yourself to perform on such a big stage, mm-hmm. knowing the world is mm-hmm. right? I, so, I know you, you've yeah. learned this new way. Of, of, of thinking but you've yet to test it right right yeah you're, so. you're totally right for sure I think it was one of those things if you talk to me in 2019 I'm a very very different person than I am now um but in 2019 I'm a uh, I'm a thriver off of pressure and off of attention I I enjoy when people doubt me like I truly enjoy hearing someone saying that you are not the best or yeah but you're Canadian so it's easier to make the Olympic team like I enjoy that stuff because um it's a it's like you know opposites attract and the higher you get up in life and the more positive you become as a person the more people are going to try and bring you down and I find that I learned that before working on my mental happiness was there was people in my life that stole my light from my aura and stole my energy but I learned how to put them in I call it one two three four circles and I have my first circle and I give those people 110 percent every single day all day my second circle you'll probably get 80 percent of my negative energy my positive energy my attention everything and then third it goes less and fourth goes less so I had that in my head before and that's the way I went into every meet was what's important who's in my first circle well that's usually me and my coach anybody else the environment the people that are doubting me y'all are probably in my fourth circle so I'm gonna give you a little attention I'm gonna give you that 20 percent attention but when the day's done and said and I've come out and I've broken another Canadian record Again, you can get 20% of my victory and pretend you're happy for me, but that's all I'm giving you. Um, And that's kind of another way that I took that, but made it even more powerful with the way I'm thinking now. Um, But that's how I used to thrive off of my, um, I would say my mental, because the mental game, listen, we don't know anything about the human brain. I mean, we're learning right now, but it's just, it's incredible. And the day that we can figure out (laughs) 10% 10% of what we can do with it, we'll all realize that we don't even use half of it. And it's pretty sad, but I mean, it's also something really cool looking forward to the future. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. This makes me think of the movie Limitless. Yes. And it activates these other synapses that we haven't used before mm-hmm. um, and allows us to just use our brain to 20% yeah. capacity. So for all our our entrepreneurs that are listening to this, find ways to grow your mental capabilities as we continue to grow these businesses and opportunities in and around us. Now, with with the Olympics being moved to 2021, um, there's talks about it happening with no fans. Yeah. Being someone that drove off of energy and attention Mm -hmm. and so on and so mm-hmm. forth without it how do you think it will be to compete or how different do you think it, it will be for you to compete without that type of energy around you so yeah that's that was one of our goals in this learning about my brain and what i vibe off of and what's important to me so 
um, we worked on that all year. We, we worked on what motivates me other than people clapping in the, in the crowd or people sending me negative things. Like we worked on lighting a fire in me without nobody around. Um, and that was important to me because I knew going to a meet, it's going to feel like a practice and I'm not a practicer. I'm a competitor. I show up and I like to perform. So, um, I think our number one strategy is using the other girls and using my, my competitors as that fire, as that drive. And then on top of that, reaching heights that no woman pole vaulters has ever done, rethinking about the world record, rethinking about the, the size of pole I'm on and me being one of the girls that grips the highest and on the stiffest pole in the world. So little things like that is what's lighting a fire under me. And like we said, we we're going to talk about a Nike contract, maybe hitting, asking Nike to put a higher bonus in my contract so that I reach for that height and reach for that you know, getting that paycheck. Um, and that's going to be a different energy of the way I'm going to look at track from now on. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. You're, you're my head is scared. It scares me sometimes because like sometimes tragic things happen and I'm like, oh, oh and then let's go move on. Like, it's kind of like, dang, Alicia, you got to like at least grieve a little bit, but I'm just, I'm so, um, I'm so hungry to feel happiness. I'm so hungry to turn the impossible to possibility. I want people to go after their goals, whether that's on the track or off the track. Like I feel like the human body and the human species are incredible. We don't know anything about it, but if I can inspire a little bit of people, they can also help change the world. And then it's a ripple effect, you know? Absolutely. And these are everything you're talking about are the reasons why athletes make great business people. Yes. Because that, that ability to focus mm -hmm. on something, it doesn't matter what it is, mm -hmm. a pole, a ball, a, uh, a puck, that yeah, ability to it. focus, mm -hmm. impeccable. Yeah. Um, now, my, my last question about pole vaulting is, you know, what do you think, <laughs> what do you think is the most tedious part of being a pole vaulter? Like, you mean as like personally, like what do we come across as? or yeah. like in, in in your opinion like what do you think how do you think people uh, I've, I've written down this just more what is your personal opinion when it comes yeah. to pole vaulting and how it's received yeah. in the world we we are definitely first of all i would say a lot of people call superheroes because we're flying without wings mm. um we also are called a lot we define gravity you know we're going against gravity every day um we are also um, I would say, I mean, every pole vault competition, nobody really understands this, but we end on failure every single time. Wow. And nobody ever really notices that because you're out once you missed your third jump. And whether you're going for a world record and you missed your third jump, yeah, you might have almost picked the world record, but you still ended it with an X. Um, and so I think that's what we're kind of known as is um, almost trying to be perfectionist but mm. never being able to attain it so we are almost like constantly running and running and running and running and getting better and better and better and better until we can't physically get better anymore and that i would say i would say we're limitless onto how high we could actually jump and we're superheroes we definitely come across as defining gravity and turning the impossible to possibilities I like that ending on <laughs> failure. 
<laughs> you're almost being a perfectionist, but you're never going to be perfect. No, never. It's almost like starting your own business. You want yes. it to be perfect, mm -hmm. but understanding it's never going to be perfect. You're going to make it your own. Wow. Yes. Alicia yeah. Newman. Now, we know you're a, a Nike athlete. And, yes. you know, I think Nike is one of the most creative, mm -hmm. socially conscious um, brand in the yeah. world. Um, you know, they pay attention to their consumers. They pay attention to the world. They pay attention to the, mm -hmm. they pay attention and yes. they react and they react quickly. <laughs> Uh, when did you get your Nike endorsement and how did it feel to say, hey, I'm now a Nike athlete as well? Yeah, um, well, I, I turned pro in 2016. So right out of university, I was fortunate to sign Nike there. Um, and it was something that I've dreamed about. I mean, my mom has a picture of me eight years old with a Nike cake. Um, wow. And it was so funny because of the day I signed, I sent it to my Nike rep and he goes, oh my gosh, when you win a gold medal, we're going to post this. And it just like, it gave me so much hope and it gave me so much light that I had a company behind me supporting all the hard work I put through high school, put through university, and someone was believing in me in a different way and supporting me and giving me resources to get there. Um, and again, like you said, what they stand for and who they back up and, and how they want to change the world and they want to make steps and they are taking steps into changing the world is, I mean, that is, that's amazing. Like, what, what do you say to a company like that and being represented by that? Um, and I guess even now, like my Nike contract's up this year and we've talked about resigning with them. So I'm really, really hoping that they have believed in me since they believed in me in 2016 and really work forward and work through with me to, I want to do two more Olympics at least. So 2021 and then 2024 in Paris. So, yeah, I mean, it's an honor. I think when I wear their clothes, it's, I, I want to represent it the best ability as possible by posting as much as I can or doing great workouts in it or showing empowerment and showing confidence through my clothing. And they've done that when you wear it. <laughs> just do it. Just do Yes, it. you just have to do it. <laughs> Gotta get it done. Now, how yeah. important do you think it is for an, an Olympian to work on their personal brand? Um, you know, between the four years of competing, knowing that, you know, you, you're going to get some TV time to be in front of the world. Mm -hmm. How important is it for you to build your own brand while also helping other brands build theirs? Yeah, I think it's essential. I mean, like you said, athletics will never, ever be there forever. And it's a time that my body will just be like, sorry, Alicia, we're not going down the runway anymore. And then yeah. what do I fall back on? So by being with these high-end companies such as Nike or like I'm with Apple and I'm with uh, Toyota, like I'm with these really, really powerful companies and making those connections of what am I going to do post track and how am I going to represent these companies the best of my ability while I'm competing to then them maybe helping me out later too. And that is what I'm the biggest on never burning bridges. Yes. Sometimes things don't work out. Yes. You never see eye to eye with some people, but I'm a big believer in everything 
happens at that time for a reason, but there's a point in your life that you got to be bigger than the situation. And again, not let it affect you, bite your tongue and walk away until something else comes up with them. And I find some athletes are, are can and cannot, like I know some need to strictly focus on track because that's what they feel they need. And I totally agree with that. Whatever your way to be successful in what you want to accomplish as a person or an individual, you have to do. But for me, I'm happier off and on the track by doing more things. And so that's why I do photo shoots with high-end companies, agent provocateur, doing Nike photo shoots, doing intense um, vacation resort photo shoots. You know, like I really, really feel like track and field and pole vault to me is my first chapter of my life and I have a chapter of 20 chapters you know um and I want to fulfill those chapters with the most and giving 100% into each part of those into my life and it's my journey it's my story and and I'm just excited because the best you do in each thing in each aspect of your life the more doors open for you. And I think a lot of athletes underestimate, especially, I mean, we all know Olympic athletes are underpaid. We all know female athletes are underpaid, but there's two different people. Are you gonna be the person that sits there and says, poor me, I'm not making enough money. I can't do this, I can't do this. Or are you gonna do something about it as what I'm doing, doing other things, building my brand, trying to start this business, looking into real estate, building an empire outside a track so that my mind is at ease when I'm competing on the track. And that's kind of my mentality behind building a brand. I really think it's a powerful thing of having that part of I'm safe, even if track doesn't work out. I'm great at something else, even if track doesn't work out, because you can be great at a lot of things in life. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, to add to your point, I think one of the things that athletes struggle with is, um, and this will go back to our previous point is when you focus on one thing for so long, this is all you know, right? And it, it, it takes, I think, maturity and understanding the power of leverage to yes. really explore things outside of what you just know. So kudos to you, Alicia, for you know building oh, yourself you. an amazing brand, a huge Instagram following of close to 400,000 followers um, and working with such amazing brands such as Nike and, and Toyota yeah. and Apple and so forth. Now, you, you mentioned something. Um, what do you think your post-career is going to look like? If you could fast forward tomorrow, like, all right, I retired today. What happens to the next 10 years? What do you think your post-career is going to look like? So, I mean, like I, every year I write, uh, I call it a diamond shape goal board. So the, the bottom of my diamond is like long or short is my short-term goals and then it goes up to like my long-term goals and my long-term goal right now of course is break the world record but post-track I want to be an actor actress in a superhero movie that is something I've always wanted to be I've always seen the power in becoming a character and really living through that character to bring a creation of entertainment in a different way to people um happy entertainment confidence entertainment um i'm really really passionate about that so we're looking actually in right now to acting coaches and that is something i could try out for i would say a good couple of years to see if i'm good at 
but I'm also very, very much into interior decorating and event planning. I love bringing beautiful spaces to life, upgrading new spaces and giving that reassurance of, oh, my life is beautiful. Look at the environment around me. Um, so that is something I'm definitely could see myself doing and owning um, like a healthy balance lifestyle company, a wellness company that will kind of run on its own. You know, I go to bed and I see my one body, one life on a huge high rise tower. And I just see it of like helping people out, making, making people's life simplified and an app that changes people life. Everything you don't learn in school is on this app. And that is the mentality behind what I want to create. And I guess you could say at the end of the day, it is putting smile on people's face and making um, life easier for people and not so stressful. That is what I want to do post track. <laughs> um, do you sleep? <laughs> So it's so funny. I do sleep, but I sleep like 12 hours. So I sleep a lot, but I wake up in the middle of the night. Yeah. And I'll, I'll like write down my ideas. Cause a lot of times I'm dreaming and I'm like, and I'm, I see so much things and then it will wake me up because I'm so, um, I wouldn't say uh, negative energy. I'd wake up and I'd be like, Oh my God, this is such a great idea. And I would just get like so much adrenaline. I'm like, Hey mom, I'm writing this down. This is what we're going to do. These are the steps that we we'll have to go in. And like this one body one life it started as just I wanted to do workout videos for people now it's moving into a whole subscription of products and equipment and things that could help you from head to toe life and so that's just it's it's funny I mean and all your entrepreneurs and you're an entrepreneur you know you have this one idea and then that one idea for that business turns into a million different things and so it's, I mean, it's, it's really fun. <laughs> it's really fun to do. <laughs> right there. For example, yeah. Athlete Tech Summit is now this. And we're now on yes. your podcast, the newsletter, right. so on yeah. and so forth. The other thing is um, with your event planning uh, goals, hopefully we're able to go back to in-person and maybe you can help us plan next year's mm -hmm. Tech Summit. Listen, I got you, Randy. <laughs> Whenever you need me, I'll give you a friends and family discount too. <laughs> Perfect. You're hired. You're hired. Deal. Everyone heard that? <laughs> now, you talked about tech a little bit. You talked yes. about you know apps and, and, and things like that. You know, what cool tech do you use to help mm -hmm. um to help your day-to-day -day life? Are you a big Apple Watch person? Are you obviously mm -hmm. you um, do you have Google Home at home? Do you have Google Nest? What apps or technology do you use on a daily basis? Mm -hmm. I would say definitely my Apple Watch is like right now in my lifestyle that I live. It monitors my heart rate, monitors my sleep, my calorie intake. Um, that has been very informative to me just because you just look at it. It's right there and it's easy, it's accessible and it's user friendly. Um, but if I were to say like how I want to see life being easy, I would definitely say apps have become so easy to use and 
Safari and being online is way harder these days for us to go in onto the internet, look at it and see it, you know? So I find I'm a big believer in the future of apps and I'm a big believer in using apps or little, uh, what's it, uh, the, the neural link that they're trying to invent right now of like with the pig and like things like that, that is like what our future is. And again, it's making human living easier. And I'm very, very big about that. I'm big about relieving stress because when you stress, that causes inflammation, that causes cell development, that causes cancer and illness and sickness. So um, I think that that is definitely something that um, technology is helping us with. And it's catching things too, if we're sick or something's irregular and it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool where our life's going. It's a little scary. <laughs> Did you watch The Social Dilemma? No, what, what one? On uh, Netflix, the Netflix documentary on uh, social, uh, on uh, data, how important data is. And no, I haven't seen that. Write it down. It just came out like last week. It, it, it looks at Okay, I'll have to look at that. I love stuff yeah, like it that. Looks at Google, <laughs> Dude, it looks at Facebook, it looks at Instagram, mm -hmm. and how these companies yeah. are essentially changing our behaviors and we don't even know it. No. Absolutely. Insane. See, that's scary to me, right? Because it's mm -hmm. like, then what do you believe? Who has my best interests or who's just trying to get my money and get my data? <laughs> we're, we're now the product as well. Now, right. I, I want to. To, to chat with you uh, a little bit about your you know your, your business and you know yeah. the idea of what you're growing but before we do that uh some of the some of the things that you've done in, in the community you've you've connected with chai lifeline mm -hmm. a hair donation company yes. uh can you talk to us about that a little bit yeah i you know it was something every year i find when i'm on the track i'm inspiring people and i'm feel like i'm kind of giving back to the community I, I actually coach at our club bolton pole vault so i coach the high school kids um on mondays and wednesday helping my coach out so i feel like i've always given back every year and that's my kind of um my my happiness of seeing development in another person and seeing it before my eyes. And because I'm giving a little bit of energy to them, they're becoming better. And so with COVID and it taking away that time and that sense of happiness of giving back to the community, I was like, you know what? My hair is completely long, <laughs> it's so long. And I was ready to like do something with it, first of all, cause it was crazy long. But second of all, I said, I mean, there's been so many studies and so many, um, I guess you would say just out there that people need hair through, whether it's chemotherapy or buying wigs or any of it going on. And I said, if I could grow my hair and give them a good 12 inches. So I started taking vitamins and I grew it for about, I would say, it, well, I had always had it long, but I grew it for about four months taking the special vitamins and stuff for my hair and we donated it to this company they were um i chose them because of what they represent they don't just do hair donations they do um, programs and camps for youths and they go beyond what they really have to do and i wanted to be a part of that so the day that i brought it it was very very emotional it was very exciting um and i was so welcomed by them and i, I just felt so 
great in giving, doing my part as a human um, to give back and to give someone a wig and, and make them look beautiful and feel confident. Wow, wow. They say, um, how many people we bless is how we measure success. And oh, I like that. Yeah, that was Rick Ross. Shout out Rose. I was going to say, was that Rick Ross or was that Jay-Z? <laughs> I'll send you the song to hear it. Um, but it's super, super important. It's super, super important. You know, happiness doesn't come from within. It comes from without. Mm -hmm. I, uh, yes. I don't know why. Yeah, I think I made that up. But that's okay. Um, <laughs> I like it. We'll quote you on that one. <laughs> we'll edit um, you've, you know, you shared with us, um, you know, your, your, your investment portfolio and your entrepreneurial side, you know, you've invested into stock and bonds and things like that. And, um, real estate is, is something that you're very, very interested in, in getting involved with. And you also have a, essentially a startup that you're, you're, yeah. you're building, um, in and around one body, one life. Um, you've said it yeah. multiple times. For our yes. viewers and listeners, um, can yeah. you explain what the vision of One Body, One Life is? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, like we touched on a little bit before was, you know, what, what, what haven't I learned in life that is beneficial to my everyday life? And nobody taught me about living a healthy, balanced lifestyle and truly, um, your happiness doesn't depend on anyone else and it's going after what makes you feel great inside and wanting to succeed and do whether that's something selfishly or whether that's something helping out others and so the the whole reason behind we called the one body one life was you live one life and you only have one body and so you better treat it right because it's a one-shot thing um and so i think people forget when we do crazy things or we're not taking care of our mental happiness, our mental health, um, the foods we're eating. Um, it's our engine. It's what's making us breathe day in and day out. And so I think we take advantage of what it does for us. And that was the whole thing behind it was how can I really spark a, a twitch in people's head of saying like, listen, you have one life and you got one body. So treat it right. And that's how we built this thing. So I got all excited. We went on the internet. We bought the domain name. Um, we own the name One Body, One Life. And then um, I was on Instagram and I wanted the One Body, One Life, but someone had it. So I messaged the girl and I said, listen, like, I really need this name. <laughs> I said, I know I'm going to do this. I said, I promise you when we launch, we'll send you the first four months of free boxes if you can give oh, me this name. Gosh. And she goes, oh my gosh, she goes, I'm just a mom and I wanna like change the world too. She goes, but your social media following is huge. So I totally understand. She goes, I can't believe, and I told her like what I want eventually to do with it. So she was so kind, she gave it to me. Um, it was pretty awesome that I got that name and now everything's kind of linked into one. Um, and that was the start of it. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs around me was like, Alicia, the number one thing is getting it out there, doing it. And we had thoughts of launching it in COVID because obviously gyms were closed and people were working out from home. But I also am a big believer that in time trends change. And I also believe that 
don't put something out there that isn't a hundred percent um gonna be a success rate and you're gonna feel good about it because i'm the biggest person if you look on my instagram i am transparent as f <laughs> like if i try right <laughs> i try products three weeks before I even partner with them, I try and use the things and see how it affects me, my skin, my health, everything before I put it out. And there was a couple of products that I didn't really know about and I needed to learn so that I wasn't putting this on the website or putting it across someone to buy and it affect them. And that was my biggest concern. So we, we decided let's take it back. We've invested in a tons of equipment. We have already everything shipped here with it labels. Um, I, I got a logo, everything's professionally done now. And we're waiting for the time that we really feel like it's gonna boom. And that's probably gonna be in the new year. And when I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, it's time, I'm gonna do it. And just taking time right now to really, really make sure I'm happy with it and where, what, what I want the face to be too, and where it's going to go in the future, because I know it's going to be an incredible, um, I would say an incredible company and changing people's lives because not only are we going to do boxes, but we want a two in one app. And we talked about this briefly before we got on the podcast. We want the one body to be your nutrition and your fitness. So your workouts, but then we want the one life to go to an extreme. We want it to be head to toe checkups, your, um, your blood type, your vision, how, what your eyesight is. Um, when was your last testing of whether it's COVID now, all your COVID tests are on this thing, all your x-rays, MRIs, head to toe scans, um, and, and the app of telling you, hey, um, Alicia, your last doctor's appointment, your full checkup was a year ago. Here's a notification, get into your family doctor right now. So just things to ease the mind and, and, and alerts and really take the edge off of taking care of your body without it being a checklist. It'll just be a reminder and it'll be there and it'll be a habit. Wow, yeah. This looks this this looks and sounds like a holistic wellness yeah. uh, application that's going to change and transform people's mm -hmm. lives. And I think one of the biggest things that we've we've learned from COVID is mm -hmm. how as humans we, we're now looking at a, a quantified self, right? Mm -hmm. We all want to get better, but we want to yeah. get better on our own terms. We want to understand how we're getting better, right? It's not enough to go for runs and do push-ups and sit-ups and all right, right i'm happy no i need to know what my my blood level is at i need to know my vitamin d do i need more vitamin c like as humans we're now becoming more and more ingrained in our overall health and wellness and i think one in life is going to take over <laughs> do you think that company will be a company that you guys will probably seek investment for mm -hmm. like I could be pitching this to Shark Tank. Yeah, absolutely. Or, or Dragon. Yeah, I was already saying about that. I was like, I, I met a couple people that knows their their agency. So I was like, I definitely could see myself getting on Shark Tank and, and promoting this. And of course, like we definitely want investors. I have backed it up the entire way to this point, which right now I'm, I feel completely safe and fine with the money I put in because it's an investment into my future and it's an investment into making people's lives better. So, um, but it's just, it's gonna be really, really fun. And it's gonna, 
it's gonna spice up the Canadian lifestyle I think a little too of you know I kind of I spent a lot of time in the states and seeing how much it's very prominent in LA in taking control of your health whether that's fast food stops that are healthy um, and all things like that but being able to monetize head to toe what's going on in your own body um, at all times and giving you the best whether it's vitamins or getting sun or anything to just remind you and do I think it's something that people will really want and it'll be a habit of having because oh I feel a little off let me pull this app up real quick what is wrong with me today oh look at I only got five hours of sleep last night let me go take a 45 minute nap just things like that you know and, it, and it's an easy quick answer let's do it let's move on from it so Love. i'm excited i'm excited to see where it goes <laughs> sounds like your your app's gonna have a little bit of ai in there so some machine mm -hmm. learning um mm -hmm. uh like wow yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah we're gonna have a conversation after that now alicia you shared so much with us um i know more recently you you went on you you went on a you went fasting where you didn't eat yes. X amount of days. Yes. Um, and I saw you go on IG Live, uh, I believe with a nutritionist. Yes, yes, a doctor out in Arizona. She's incredible. She's actually a, uh, a, a fasting expert. Like that's what she studied. Um, but it was funny because I had messaged obviously my my physio and my team here saying, so every year when people don't really know this about me, but I do a detox, whether that's like juicing or I try to like restart my system after my season because I do take vitamins and I do take supplements. And I find you put your body through so much stress as an athlete that I wanted to rebuild those cells and the white blood cells are the most important. So how can I rejuvenate as many as possible in an only six week period time of being off. And so there had been tons of studies about intermittent fasting and I introduced that in 2019 to my life. So like I said, I sleep <laughs> between 10 and 12 hours a night. Um, and then again, I don't eat till my first meal until about, I would say like 10, 30, 11, and I stop eating at seven every night. So I've introduced that and I just felt like all around I had better energy and I was like this I wasn't up and down all day and so then I was re researching and looking more into it and I read that at a certain mark um, in your life your body it's hard for your body to fully rejuvenate and to fully heal itself when it has to multitask so for example if you're on the phone while you're texting and you're driving you're pretty much probably going to be weaving in the road. And that's the same thing as I put an example in your body. When you're trying to digest food, your body is focusing on digesting the food and it doesn't have the time to go and heal the certain things that are wrong, whether it's a headache, whether there's an injury in your body or white blood cell reproduce, reproduction. So the study behind it was hitting the 72 hour mark is where you would see the most maximum white blood cells hitting injuries or anything going on in your body and so I was like you know what I'm off I'm not training right now let me try this and see how hard it was and it was funny because I knew about it but I didn't know to the extent and I didn't think people were paying that much attention <laughs> right everyone was so like 
this girl's crazy. She's not eating for three days. Like, what is wrong with her? I came on Instagram every day to make sure you were still alive. Still alive? (laughs) (laughs) Right. And it's so funny because, I mean, our everyday thing is sleep, eat, drink. And we repeat, repeat. But to be able to challenge your brain and to challenge yourself is like a whole different level. And that was one reason I did it. So I was getting tons of questions and I felt really... Like, again, I don't pretend I'm anybody, an expert in anything. So I decided to reach out to her because I found her um, actually on Google through one of the universities of a study she was a part of. And I messaged her and right away she answered, she goes, let's do it. Let's do it tonight. And she was incredible. And she answered and every, I think I got over a hundred submissions of questions. And so we try to answer, I think we answered 15 and she just pretty much, we just went through one after one and she answered the questions and I felt better because I didn't want to give people the wrong answer or the wrong, I guess you would say information. I didn't want to be that person. And so she answered everyone. She was incredible. She was amazing. And she incorporated it into her life and her everyday life. And it's just something that I believe people should try. And if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. But um, I definitely think nothing ventured, nothing gained. <laughs> uh, you hit it right on the head. You hit it right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, that was scary. I, I, I juiced once. Um, oh, shoot. I was supposed to juice for five days. Yeah. Uh, come day two, my head started hurting. <laughs> Um, I couldn't, I couldn't think straight. Yeah. I, I wasn't strong enough at that time mm-hmm. to get over that hump. And, uh, I think this was back in 2013 yeah. and I think, um, someone had ordered pizza oh, and no. it in the kitchen. So <laughs> I came upstairs to get some juice. I was like, yeah. Oh, let me just pour some juice. And I'm, I did one of these looking at the pizza. Oh, no. I'm drinking the juice and as I'm drinking it I'm like wow this tastes really bad I'm like you know what one bite won't hurt oh my gosh I went over there and I just stood there and I looked at the pizza for like 30 seconds and I'm like yeah. ah, let me take a bite ate the whole <gasps> I ate the whole box oh I, no oh. Randy come on <laughs> <laughs> now, this, was, this was 2013 so yeah yeah I wasn't as strong Right, and that's I fine. Yeah, maybe try it again. Mm-hmm. But I tried it, and that shit is hard hell. So the fact oh, that you about food at all. Mm-hmm. Listen, I and listen. It's not easy, and and if anyone tells you it's easy, don't don't get it wrong. Day one, you had enough the day before to get you through day one. And I mean, I stayed busy. But day two, the only thing that kept me going was, I'm going to be honest, one, I posted it on social media, and two, I just was like, I am 40 hours in, like, I have only, like, 40-something hours left to go, like, why should I give up now? And that's what I just kept thinking about. And I was like, man, people are wondering how it's going to go. I was like, I have no choice. I have to do it. <laughs> now you're stuck. You don't want to be named a fraud. Now you're stuck. Right, exactly. Absolutely. So. Now, um, one of my last, well, two of my last questions for you, Alicia. Mm-hmm. This has been an amazing podcast. Thank you yeah. so much for joining. Um, amidst all of these things that are going on in your life, mm-hmm. How do you manage it all? Oh, that's a crazy question. (laughs) I try not to, one, I try not to think about it. I think 
um, again, the more you put thought into things, especially me, the more I overthink. I'm a huge overthinker. I'm a cancer. So I Thank love you. hard. Oh, we, oh, yes, we are. I do remember us talking about this. We love hard. We hate hard, but we go 110% in everything we do. And that is our kind of downfall sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm managing things, of course, like scheduling is very, very important. I mean, I'm to the hour of my day because not only am I making sure I'm getting the proper meals into my diet, but I want to make sure I take time to even speak to someone like you. For example, you have built this incredible empire and you are inspiring me to be the best version of myself. And I need people like you in my life um, to keep pushing me, to keep me great and to keep you know, inspiring me. And so I think you have to prioritize what's important in your life and what, what's your goal. That's why we have long and we have short-term goals. What am I, can I accomplish today, this day, when I wake up, I have a list of five things to do that I have to get done before I go on Instagram or do something crazy with my friends or go for a glass of wine. Do something crazy. I wonder what that means, but continue, continue. It's most likely like four-wheeling and, and oh, jet skiing and doing something crazy much. like that. <laughs> that um, so yeah, so and I think that that's what a lot of people forget, that they feel like, you know, patience is key in life and spreading it out on accomplishing, whether it's from the day to the week and accomplishing in that week, it doesn't make a big difference. Um, and some things, I mean, shoot things come across all the time that have to be done within that hour and you've got to move things and so to be able to not be affected by change and to like I said adapt and overcome has been my number one thing to do deal with it take it in yes I'm annoyed this happened but now we need to fix it what do we go into solving problem and you know, I enjoy, I much rather be busy than bored and whenever I'm bored I'm sad mm-hmm. so Anytime I'm busy and I'm stressing out, I'm like, take a deep breath. You're going to be fine, but this is what you live for. Um, and then you just got to remember, remember why you're doing it and, and go back to, I go back to journals that I writ when I was really, really little and how I wanted to change people's lives. And I wanted bullies to stop being bullies. And, you know, I just, I wanted to make a difference and I wanted to be a voice of fresh air and, and inspire people when they see me, you know, us giving a smile away a day or holding a door for somebody that is huge and people underestimate that stuff. So I find by you managing your time well with your priorities, that is number one and your mental happiness and your happiness is number one. So make sure you're doing stuff you want to (laughs) do. 50 million percent. Oh, Thank you for that, Alicia. Um, I, I want to end with uh, a self-care tip mm-hmm. for our um, uh, that are listening. Um, and this is for everybody, you know. Yeah. You, you can't pour from an empty cup. So, you know, my self-care tip and how I like to take care of, of Randy to make sure that Randy can be the best version of Randy, mm-hmm. um, two things. I enjoy stretching. Like I need to, if my body feels good, my, my feel blood gets to a lot faster. Um, What would a self-care tip be from Alicia Newman? You know, this is what I learned in 2016, my first Olympic team I I, um, made. And actually one of my um, 
one of my best friends in, in university told me, you don't sleep enough, Alicia. And I said, what do you mean? They say you need seven hours of sleep. Like that's, that's good. They're like, you don't sleep enough. And I, and I kind of like sat there and I was like, but what happens when we sleep and the body recovers and that's as an athlete is definitely number one, but as an everyday person, it's even more important because you go through stressful things. You have children, businesses, jobs, um, traffic in Toronto, you know, you're constantly stressing. Um, I would say automatically your body goes through stress all day. And so what I found was taking a 45 minute nap or even sleeping my eight to 10 hours. Well, I go 12 hours, <laughs> but when I'm doing those sleep, I wake up and I'm naturally healed my body. And that we underestimate the human body. It wants to heal because it it has a purpose every day. And the purpose is to wake up and to do tasks to make you feel better and to help inspire people. So it wants to heal, but you need to give it enough time to fully heal to then conquer the next day. And so I would say when you have a time to lay your head down, don't go and watch Netflix, lay or go on Instagram, that stuff and parties and Instagram will always be there. But your self-health, your mental health and making sure you're good every day won't. So I would say if you can ever get an extra 45 minute nap in a day, do it. Absolutely. The power of nap. I used to, you know, I used to be a professional napper. I used to, yeah. when I was in college, I to, uh, I used to have five classes beyond the and I worked one and a half jobs. Yeah. Um, my half job was uh, uh, was intramural refing. So I refed oh, once and I worked at McDonald's. So I was notorious mm -hmm. taking 18 minute naps. How did that I, feel though? It, it was what I needed. It was, <laughs> exactly. I, I would, I would hit REM sleep like Deep, yeah. wake up and just be like all right let's go ready um, to go yeah it was a natural yeah. energy booster too which is pretty incredible 100 yeah. uh alicia thank you so much this was fun i love talking <laughs> <laughs> no but not just talking you're speaking facts you're, you're giving information yeah. you're inspiring you inspire me oh, i'm thanks. you know looking to to connect with a hypnotist to there's something yeah. going on subconsciously that I don't know about that I need to figure out. And you've, you've mm -hmm. got my mind spinning. Um, yeah. But thank you so much for, for joining us today on a, another exciting episode of the Athlete Tech Group's Unplugged podcast.